First Kings chapter 7. Solomon completed his entire palace complex after 13 years of construction. He built the house of the forest of Lebanon. It was 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high on four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams on top of the pillars. It was paneled above the cedar at the top of the chambers that rested on 45 pillars, 15 per row. There were three rows of window frames facing each other in three tiers. All the doors and doorposts had rectangular frames. The openings facing each other in three tiers. He made the hall of pillars 75 feet long and 45 feet wide. A portico was in front of the pillars and a canopy with pillars was in front of them. He made the hall of the throne where he would judge the hall of judgment. It was paneled with cedar from the floor to the rafters. Solomon's own palace, where he would live in the other courtyard behind the hall, was of similar construction. And he made a house like this for Pharaoh's daughter, his wife. All of these buildings were of costly stones cut to size and sawed with saws on the inner and outer surfaces from foundation to coping and from outside to the great courtyard. The foundation was made of large, costly stones, 12 and 15 feet long. Above were also costly stones cut to size, as well as cedar wood, around the great courtyard, as well as the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple, and the portico of the temple, were three rows of dressed stone and a row of trimmed cedar beams. King Solomon had Hiram brought from Tyre. He was a widow's son from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father's and his father was a man of Tyre, a bronze craftsman. And his father was King Solomon and Hiram brought from Tyre. King Solomon had Hiram brought from Tyre. He was a widow's son from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a bronze craftsman. Hiram had great skill, understanding, and knowledge to do every kind of of bronze work. 
So he came to King Solomon and carried out all his work. He cast two hollow bronze pillars, each 27 feet high and 18 feet in circumference. He also made two capitals of cast bronze to set on top of the pillars. Seven and a half feet was the height of the first capital, and seven and a half feet was also the height of the second capital. The capitals on top of the pillars had gratings of latticework, wreaths made of chainwork, seven for the first capital and seven for the second. He made the pillars with two encircling rows of pomegranates on the one grating to cover the capital on top. He did the same for the second capital and the capitals on top of the pillars in the portico were shaped like lilies, six feet high. The capitals on the two pillars were also immediately above the rounded surface next to the grating and 200 pomegranates were in rows encircling each capital. He set up the pillars at the portico of the sanctuary. He set up the right pillar and named it Jachin. Then he set up the left pillar and named it Boaz. The tops of the pillars were shaped like lilies. Then the work of the pillars was completed. He made the cast metal reservoir, 15 feet from brim to brim, perfectly round. It was seven and a half feet high and 45 feet in circumference. Ornamental gourds encircled it below the brim, 10 every half yard completely encircling the reservoir. The gourds were cast in two rows when the reservoir was cast. It stood on 10, it stood on 12 oxen. It stood on 12 oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. The reservoir was on top of them and all their hindquarters were toward the center. The reservoir was three inches thick and its rim was fashioned like the brim of a cup or of a lily blossom. It held 11,000 gallons. Then he made 10 bronze water carts Each water cart was six feet long, six feet wide, and four and a half feet high. This was the design of the carts. They had frames. The frames were between the cross pieces. And on the frames between the cross pieces were lions, oxen, cherubim. Uh, And on the frames between the cross pieces were lions, oxen, 
and cherubim on the cross pieces there was a pedestal above and below the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work each cart had four bronze wheels with bronze axles underneath the four corners of the basin were cast supports each next to a wreath and the water carts opening inside the crown on top was 18 inches wide the opening was round made as a pedestal 27 inches wide on it were carvings but their frames were square not round there were four wheels under the frames and the wheel axles were part of the water cart each wheel was 27 inches tall the wheels design was similar to that of the chariot wheels their axles rims spokes and hubs were all of cast metal four supports were at the four corners of each water cart each support was one piece with the water cart at the top of the cart was a band nine inches high encircling it also at the top of the cart its braces and its frames were one piece with it he engraved cherubim lions and palm trees on the plates of its braces and on its frames wherever each had space with encircling wreaths in this way he made the ten water carts using the same casting dimensions and shape for all of them then he made ten bronze basins each basin holding 220 gallons and each was six feet wide one basin for each of the ten water carts he set five water carts on the right side of the temple and five on the left side he put the reservoir near the right side of the temple toward the southeast then Hiram made the basins the shovels and the sprinkling basins so Hiram finished all the work that he was doing for King Solomon on the Lord's temple two pillars bowls for the capitals that were on top of the two pillars the two gratings for covering both bowls of the capitals that were on top of the pillars the 400 pomegranates for the two gratings two rows of pomegranates for each grating covering both capitals bowls on top of the pillars the 10 water carts
the ten basins on the water carts, the reservoir, the twelve oxen underneath the reservoir, and the pots, shovels, and sprinkling basins, all the utensils that Hiram made for King Solomon at the Lord's temple were made of burnished bronze. The king had them cast in clay molds in the Jordan Valley between Sukkoth and Zarathon. Solomon left all the utensils. Solomon left all the utensils unweighed because there were so many. The weight of the bronze was not determined. Solomon also made all the equipment of the Lord's temple, the gold altar, the gold table that the bread of the presence was placed on, the pure gold lampstands in front of the inner sanctuary, five on the right and five on the left, the gold flowers, lamps, and tongs, the pure gold ceremonial bowls, the pure gold ceremonial bowls, the pure gold ceremonial bowls, wick trimmers, sprinkling basins, ladles, and fire pans, and the gold hinges for the doors of the inner temple, that is, the most holy place, and for the doors of the temple sanctuary. So all the work King Solomon did in the temple was completed. Then Solomon brought in the consecrated things of his father David, the silver, the gold, and the utensils, and put them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, accepting one another in love, diligently keeping the unity of the Spirit with the peace that binds us. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all now. Grace was given to each of us according to the measure of the Messiah's gift. For it says, when, when, when he ascended on high, he took prisoners into captivity. He gave gifts to the people. But what does he ascended mean except that he descended to the lower parts 
of the earth. The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the training of the saints in the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into a mature man with the stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children, tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning, with cleverness, in the techniques of deceit. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning, with cleverness in the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. From him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. Therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with the desire for more and more. But that is not how you learned about the Messiah, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him because the truth is in Jesus. You took off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. You put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of the truth. Since you put away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are all members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity the thief 
must no longer steal. Instead, he must do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with everyone in need. No foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. All bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander must be removed from you, along with all malice. Be and be and be kind and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. All bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander must be removed from you, along with all malice, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by his Spirit and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were a great many of them on the surface of the valley, and they were very dry. Then he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I replied, Lord God, only you know. He said to me, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. So I prophesied as I had been commanded while I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. As I looked, tendons, tendons appeared on them. Flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to it, this is what the Lord God says, breathe, come from the four winds, and breathe into 
the slain so that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. The breath entered them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Look how they say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says. I am going to open up your graves and bring you up from them, my people, and lead you into the land of Israel. You will know that I am Yahweh, my people. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. I have spoken and I will do it. I have spoken and I will do it. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take a single stick and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then take another stick and write on it, belonging to Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and all the house of Israel associated with him. Then join them together into a single stick so that they became one. Then join them together into a single stick so that they become one in your hand. When your people ask you, won't you explain to us what you mean by these things? Tell them, this is what the Lord God says. I am going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel associated with him, and put them together with the stick of Judah. I will make them into a single stick so that they become one in my hand. When the sticks you have written on are in your hand and in full view of the people, tell them, this is what the Lord God says, I am going to take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel, and one king will rule over all of them. They will no longer be two nations and will no longer be divided into two kingdoms. They will not defile themselves anymore with their idols, their detestable things, and all their transgressions. I will save them from all their apostasies by which they sinned, and I will cleanse them. Then they will be my people, and I 
will be their God. My servant David will be king over them. And there will be one shepherd for all of them. They will follow my ordinances and keep my statutes and obey them. They will live in the land that I gave to my servant Jacob, where your fathers lived. They will live in it forever with their children and grandchildren. And my servant David will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant with them. I will establish and multiply them and will set my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will be their God and they will be my people. When my sanctuary is among them forever, the nations will know that I, Yahweh, sanctify Israel. Psalms 87 and 88. His foundation is on the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are said about you, city of God, Selah. I will mention those who know me, Rahab, Babylon, Philistia, Tyre, and Cush. Each one was born there, and it will be said of Zion, this one and that one were born in her. The Most High himself will establish her when he registers the peoples. The Lord will record. This one was born there, Selah. Singers and dancers alike will say, my whole source of joy is in you. Lord, Psalm 88, Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out before you day and night. May my prayer reach your presence. Listen to my cry, for I have had enough troubles in my life is near Sheol. I am counted among those going down to the pit. I am like a man without strength, abandoned among the dead. I am like the slain lying in the grave, whom you no longer remember, and who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest part of the pit, in the darkest places, in the depths. Your wrath weighs heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me 
with your waves. Selah. You have distanced my friends from me. You have made me repulsive to them. I am shut in and cannot go out. My eyes are worn out from crying, Lord, I cry out to you all day long. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do departed spirits rise up to praise you? Selah. Will your faithful love be declared in the grave? Your faithfulness in Abaddon. Will your wonders be known in the darkness or your righteousness in the land of oblivion? But I call to you for help, Lord. But I call to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer meets you, Lord. Why do you reject me? Why do you hide your face from me? From my youth, I have been afflicted and near death. I suffer your horrors. I am desperate. Your wrath sweeps over me. Your terrors destroy me. They surround me like water all day long. They close in on me from every side. You have distance loved one and neighbor from me. Darkness is my only friend. <laughs>